0: The Warriors NRL season came to a pretty disappointing end on Sunday, I think we all agree that. Uh, They were comfortably beaten by the Gold Coast Titans, it was a tough, very tough first season in charge for their coach Nathan Brown, whose team finished 12th on the ladder with 8 wins and 16 losses, but uh, he's been good enough to get up early, Uh, still on Australian time obviously over there. Nathan, thank you very very much for giving us uh, some time this morning. You wake up this morning I guess with the knowledge that you don't have to prepare a team to play this weekend and that's not a good thing really.
1: No, nah, look, any time you're, you're either playing or coaching in the NRL, when when uh, September starts, that's probably when the, the second competition starts and at the start of every year, every team obviously, the uh, first goal is to make sure they're a part of the, the next competition and you you play 24 or 25 rounds early on to to win enough of those games to, to take part in the in the playoffs when you don't. You know, all we'll the sides are out at the moment. Us, whoever, whichever other team you want to talk about, we all have that would all have that element of disappointment and you have that bit of jealousy too because the final footy is what it's all about.
0: Mm. Yeah, it is what it's all about. So, uh, Look, you've been around the coaching scene for a couple of decades, decades now, of course, great playing career before that. How challenging was this season for you, though, bearing in mind you're coaching a team that is never going to play at home?
1: Yeah, we certainly had our, our different challenges at different stages and um, we certainly had a group of players, though, that uh, to their credit, you know, there wasn't any... Any sort of whinging or complaining about a situation, the boys sort of handled handled that situation really, really well. I thought it doesn't mean it didn't cause any grief at times, but the players and their partners handled it really, really well. I think you know over the course of the year <clears throat> we had four separate moves, you know, which was obviously quite a big task. But the group handled that really well, and and that's honestly not why we're not playing finals footy. You know, we just lost a lot of very, very close games where we, you know, we'd probably done enough and put ourselves in positions. To, to win those games and we just fell short on you know, probably seven or eight occasions, you know, and that's probably where we where we did come up short, you know, we had our share, we had a lot of injuries, probably, you know, along with the roosters, probably the, the most in the competition, which certainly affected us as well. But we certainly were in position to win a lot more games than than we did and unfortunately we we've lost a lot of tight games and when you lose a lot of tight games, uh, you generally pay a bit of a price for it.
0: Mm. Uh, and obviously of course uh, one of the great things about playing at home is uh, you know you, you get to experience your friends and your family your own bed and all those scenarios that you get to used to over a period of time so how do you how do you best try and from a coaching point of view how do you simulate that kind of thing and and keep them in the right frame of mind
1: it's probably it's probably difficult to simulate like playing at home and you know we've got probably at the moment cause over the past couple of years with people coming and going you know, we've probably got roughly half a squad that haven't been in New Zealand yet basically so um, a lot of them would never have been to Mount, Start, Mount Smart and that's, uh, unless they've been there representing another club so you know, it's a very different situation I suppose you could say but you know, the biggest thing I suppose the group needs is, is just some stability just where they can actually just bunker down and all train together because we didn't get to train together in the pre-season and all prepare together for like a season as opposed to you know, the last few years for the club, you know, starting in one spot and moving to other spots is probably that's probably the the biggest disruption. You know? So just finding somewhere to to bunker down, which obviously everyone's goal and, and number one choice would be being in Auckland. You know, whether that's possibility or not there's, there's another thing with the with the virus and the borders. But you know, we certainly we certainly got some good lessons out of this year that we can take in the next year wherever wherever we are.
0: There were points in the competition, particularly in the last month or so, where. You know, you'd, you'd breathe new life in, into your hopes, actually. Uh, you went through a good a golden patch there of uh, three in a row, and it looked for all intents and purposes, Nathan, that, as you might sneak in through uh, the back door, but you, you did it at having released a, a couple of players, uh, including Roger, to Avarsa Shek. If you had your time over again, would you have still released them?
1: Yeah, look, Rogers and uh, and Big Lisa, you know, they had different reasons for going, and. Um if you look at our situation now, we have you know we're finished football, but uh, there's no sort of end in sight for people to go home. And Leeson's family were back home, and Roger was starting to uh, to venture into a into a new challenge of his life. And um, you know both those guys had have been on the road for a couple of years and been been away from their families for a long, long time. So they're all different situations, and you treat them all differently. And um, you know, in light of what's happened, you know if yeah, with the borders and that, yeah, you know, Lisa would be still stuck here with with no job for next year, and and his family would be in, in Auckland, and in, in Roger's case, Roger went home so that he could obviously get the new career going, which unfortunately hasn't been able to start off neither, I believe, because because of, because of what's happened yeah. with the union as well. You know, but, yeah, but hindsight's a, a great thing, and you know, if Roger wasn't going to get to play union. Would he have stayed? Maybe he would have, maybe he wouldn't have. Who knows? But you know, it's, these experiences, and yeah, you know, we're in. You know, we're in uncharted territory, no sporting teams ever lived in another country for that whole whole sort of two-year period playing at a different place. So, you know, there's not a lot of experience that we can go off the back of it just so sort of you go and you feel and At the end of the day, you've got to put the boys and their families first. You know, you know all clubs, will preach about being family clubs, and if you're going to preach it, you've got to live it.
0: Nathan, just to get back to uh, last weekend, which was which was pretty average. Uh, I mean, the, the performance on the field clearly uh, was below par, and some of the stuff that went on around that. Just, I mean, you've had to, you and both Cameron and George uh, have had to come out and basically apologise on behalf of of uh, two or three people, and, and uh, you know that's unacceptable. How frustrated are you to finish like that?
1: Yeah, no, I left uh, you know, a very bitter taste in their mouth you now because we felt with all the different hurdles we'd had and challenges we'd had, we felt. You know, with some players we'd added to our squad. You know, and and some younger ones who were starting to get some experience. We felt as a club we were certainly, whilst we wasn't, we weren't where we wanted to be. We we certainly competed very very well, and and the club had conducted itself very very well over not only this year but with, with last year too, under under different coaches and some different staff. You know, but I thought the club had built up some, you know, some really good credibility. You know, the way the 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 group had obviously conducted itself. You know, not only on the field but off the field, and and like last year, the the players competed, you know, pretty well most of the time, you know, and to get the performance we did the other day, and then some way some things panned out in the game, it was it left a very very bitter taste in in a, in a lot of our mouths after the game. To be honest with you, and we you know we're still not not something that we we're, we're uh, got through yet. We've got some reviews to go on today, and the the player group certainly know. How we felt about it as a staff and a group, and I'm, and I'm sure there's some there's some people there too that wouldn't feel a great way to finish the year. It's happened now, and we can't ignore it. Needs to be addressed, but we certainly can't forget what the boys have done over the past two years as well to to help keep the club going and, and moving forward as well.
0: Yeah, it's quite often that you know the the two percent that spoil it for the ninety eight percent, and that's just not in sport either, by the way. uh, uh so you have got a couple of guys there that you got to look at the, the way they behaved and. Uh, you know I suppose it's very easy if you you know in a knee jerk situation to just say look it's it for you, you've got to go, talking about Kane Evans here, talking about Matt Lodge but I guess it's not as simple as that uh, and you have to you know take a deep breath before you do that but at the moment what are your plans towards those two guys or is that you know very much still
1: under review? Yeah well, look you, you sort of deal with the situation in private you know it's not something that you want to air out there public. you know there are yeah, you know, they're all the guys that have got mums and dads and families, and they, and 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 all these guys, you know, have, you know like like a lot of lot of good people. They're good people. Make mistakes, you know. That's the reality of it. You know, it's, it's first of all we got obviously got to address the situations as a, as head coach in a club. We address the situations, and you'd rather do these things. privately. as I said, you know, these people don't go out there to go out of their way and do things, and as, as, as such, you know, sometimes rugby right, league it is can be a little emotional, it's a rough game. We ask boys to go out there and sort of mm. legally sort of build each other a bit and sometimes emotions, you know, can get the better of certain people and, and we find ourselves in these situations, you know, that i certainly not going to be tearing into you know, the into, into players publicly but privately we'll address the situations and, and obviously when we come back out we'd expect uh, people to uh, to improve their behaviour in, in, in certain situations, so not only around those areas but off the field as they've done a good job all year as well, you know.
0: Okay, so um, just look at uh, the the competition overall, the officiating of the competition. Um, you, you know, in terms of perhaps the the head area and that, it appeared this year that uh, the officials are a lot uh, more uh, had a lot more scrutiny, a lot tougher on contact around the head area. Uh, is that the way you view, you viewed it?
1: Yeah, look, there's obviously you know the rules sort of, you know, sort of I suppose the officiating, well, the referees got told to be hard on it sort of during the year which is always hard for referees and hard for players because you know not that you're trying to hit people, no one's training to hit people on the head but anytime there's a rule change or a, I suppose a a clamp down on something in the middle part of the year that certainly makes it hard for referees to get it consistently right and it's, it's certainly something that players you know can find a, a little more difficult and um, so it's sort of I suppose at times can make people get a little frustrated I suppose with the amount of sin binnings or penalties you could say but the reason they're doing it is obviously because there's a lot more information about concussion now and obviously the concerns around it so you know making the game safe for the younger generation I suppose you could put it and is probably the way we all have to go in all sports in all codes and uh, you know hitting people in the head is certainly not something that has ever been a part of the game and I suppose over the course of the journey different things. I suppose people were allowed to probably get away a little more, but I think it's a part of the game that, as I said, with the way the information around concussion now is, I think we'll only see these things get policed more, and, and yeah, people aren't supposed to hit people ahead at the end of the day, so you've just got to roll with it.
0: As you and Cameron George sit down and map out plans going forward, uh, you know, I guess you, there's two scenarios. There's one of a normal season where the Warriors do have some home time and there's the other one which you've been living through anyway, what do you feel right now is the most likely as you look forward to two thousand and twenty two the warriors where they are now
1: oh well the, 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 there's two real The only two options that are really viable are, are one is our preference is always to be in New Zealand you know to to be at your home place or the other option is to be based in australia full time and you know as it stands at the moment um we can't go home so there's we can't go home and prepare to train in New Zealand as it stands at this stage because there's no flights going in and out, and no, I suppose no um no isolation bed. So that's a that's an issue at the minute. Um, even getting home, and and then there's obviously the borders closing at the drop of a hat next year again, being able to come back to Australia. And what we don't want to do is we don't want to be moving around again all the time. We certainly don't want half our squad in New Zealand, half in Australia again either. So what we we desperately need stability, and I'm, and I'm sure there'll be some news come out of the next sort of. You know, three, four, five days about what our like scenario is for for the coming season.
0: Nathan, uh, how many how many spaces uh, have in your squad do you have to fill? Just uh, you know, early on in, in the way you're planning at at this point, how many positions are you are you targeting
1: still? Oh, look, there's a there's a couple there. There's a, a number of things we're looking at. You know, both obviously you always got your shorter term and your longer term. You know, got, we've got some. Uh, some really good young kids back in New Zealand that you know, haven't got to play a lot of footy in the past 18 months, but there's some, uh, some really good stuff going back on there with Tony Iroh and, and Stacey Dane. So uh, you've got those kids you got to obviously have a bit of a plan for and for for, for see where they're going to fit into your squad moving forward. And then you've obviously got your squad now and what you want to strengthen or feel you need to strengthen now to, to give yourself a good shot next year. So those sort of things are, you know, they're always ever-changing and there's some players move on to greener pastures or head off to other other challenges as well you know so at the moment we're certainly looking at numbers of things at the moment but you know, we wouldn't publicly come out and say which ones but we're certainly yeah. on the lookout for things and there's some things certainly actively happening
0: one you can possibly uh positively talk about though has very become very public as uh, the signing of sean johnson who uh, welcomes back uh, into the warriors jersey um A lot of people finding that very exciting, the prospect of uh, a rejuvenated Sean Johnson. You must be looking forward to his involvement and his input into the club.
1: Yeah, look, Sean, obviously, is probably somewhat a a different type of player than the one that probably played for the Warriors a long, long time ago. He's probably gone from being that very fast, flashy, brilliant player to now being, with more experience, being a much more controlled player. And, you know, it certainly is um, a part of... The game that, you know, we had a lot of close losses this year and, and one of the real areas of work on for us is, is, our, is our kicking game and, and Sean, obviously, his control and, and his kicking game are you know, two, two of the things that have probably developed the most in his game over the course of his journey. And, uh, being a local boy is obviously a local Cougar boy is obviously important in coming home and, and being there to, to help steer these younger boys through. And, you know, we'd like to think, you know, the addition of Sean alone is certainly going to help some of
0: the little parts of our squad that we need fixing up. OK, Nathan, uh, thanks very much for getting up early, mate. Uh, I know it's a bit of a frustrating time for you. I can still hear that there's uh, a little a little bit of disappointment in your voice over last weekend. We'll forget about that one and uh, already start looking forward to next year. Thanks so much for your time.
1: Cheers, mate.
0: Yeah, cheers. Nathan Brown there, a coach uh, of the Warriors and, yeah, what an awful thing to look down on. Uh, we often... Get a view of those coaches inside those coaches' boxes. They get up in close and personal, and even behind the mask that he had to wear last week, you could just see. Yeah, and he must have been gritting his teeth and, um, and and fuming over the whole thing. And as he said, uh, they won't publicly come out yet and tell uh, us about the process that is involving Evans and Lodge, but we'll hear about the, the ramifications in due course.